Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a new source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to... The Chaser Report. G'day, g'day, g'day for another exhilarating episode of Australia's longest-running podcast, The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth, and joining me today are Dom Knight and Andrew Hansen. And there's only one question on everyone's mind today, isn't there? Yes. Why are you so high energy at the start of this podcast? What have you been taking? Hydroxychloroquine? Well, no, like the cafes are reopening. You know, in some states, kids are going back to school. Vaccine trials are looking good. I mean, you know, th- there's only one question on everyone's mind, isn't there? Is there, Charles? It's not on my mind, Charles. What, what, what is the question? The question is, what's your favourite forthcoming album of 2020? Oh, that question. Yes, of course, of course. And it immediately, of course, brings to mind the brand new album of brilliant award-winning audio sketches from that hilarious comedy group, Radio Chaser. Are we still doing that? Yeah, no, we're doing an album. Yeah, it's coming out on Monday, Don. It's coming out on Monday. On the show that we did, like, that finished last year on a different network. Shh, don't talk about that part of it. There's an album coming out on Monday. Dom, it's an hilarious album that's clearly going to only be produced so that we can win an ARI award in the category of Best Comedy Album, which has no entrance every year. So let me get this straight. We're releasing an album during a pandemic when the shops are closed featuring sketches from our radio show that finished last year. Yes, but, Dom, it's going to be available on the Apple Music store, whatever it's called, and on it's on Spotify right now. <laughs> Grab it on the Apple Music Store or whatever it's called <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, it's officially um, released on Monday and I've been crunching the numbers, guys, because it is a bit of a new world. We've done the whole streaming thing, you know, like it's on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff like that. And we get, get this, we get 0.0075 cents per play. Ooh. Of the album, I so, can feel it rolling in the. Dough. So I've done, I've done the calculations. Say we want to mm-hmm. make ten dollars each out of this, each, yeah. mind you. Like that's you know, it's yeah. like a beer in a Sydney pretty good. Oh, you yeah. just can see the dollar signs in your eyes there, Charles. What, what, how many plays? All we need is for four thousand people to listen to all one hundred and one tracks on the album, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, and we'll get ten dollars each. There you go, ten bucks. Coming in. How many of the tracks feature Ariana Grande or Justin Bieber? Oh, look, I'm sure there's one or two. You'll have to listen to the whole album to find out, Dom. Charles, what what is the title of the album? I think you should probably, if you're going to plug the album, I think you probably need to explain what it's called. So it's called Radio Chaser, The Non-Essential Collection. So, um, Oh, that fits, Drew. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it really is non-essential listening. 
uh, in this time of need. Anyway, we've got a great show for you today. Dr. Dominic Knight is providing advice on hydroxychloroquine. Uh, Dom, you, you actually are a doctor, aren't you? Of creative writing, which makes me more qualified than Donald Trump. And uh, Andrew is looking at all the great children's songs that try to explain the pandemic to toddlers. But first, let's head over to Beck Dana in the Chaser World International Global Newsroom. A study out today has confirmed that the leading sign of psychopathy is keeping Vegemite in the fridge. Scientists say 10 out of 10 people who keep the spread in the fridge have either murdered someone or worked for a bank in the past five years. With the number of people working at home at an all-time high, accountants across the country are bracing for a tsunami of bullshit come tax time. The Australian Tax Office has reported a 2,000% increase in the number of people trying to claim wear and tear on their toaster as a legitimate tax deduction. A woman has spent yet another wonderful 30 minutes talking to the top of her parents' heads on FaceTime. To obey the rules of social distancing, Gretel McNamara has replaced regular face-to-face coffee dates with her ageing parents with half-hour sessions telling them how to angle their phone away from the light fittings. Speaking on condition of anonymity, McNamara's father, William, told the Chaser Report that they actually knew how to set up the camera properly, but they just didn't want their daughter to see them drinking wine at 11am. That's the Chaser Report headlines, news you can't trust. Thanks, Beck. Uh, hey, hey, Beck, have you tried hydroxychloroquine? Yeah, 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 it totally works. Oh, really? Yep, I- I've been taking it for the past week and I haven't got malaria. It's amazing. Oh, well, that's, that's great news. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is the Chaser Report. So the brilliant news about this week was that as from next Monday, children are going to go back to school full-time in New South Wales. Congratulations, Charles. It's been a long haul. You look you look kind of happy about this, Charles. Is it, is, is it related? You don't happen to have kids, do you? I've got a bloody 9-year-old and 11-year-old and I am sick of them. I am sick of them. They can go home. They should just, no, they should not go home. They should go to school and bloody start learning again instead of just pretending to learn and just slacking off the whole time. My God, they are shit. They are <laughs> shit. I hate them. Good riddance to them. A poor man. I love how your first instinct there was to say they should go home. I mean, are you, have you gone so insane that you think you're living in some some, some weird factory? Well, we, we have actually been setting it up that... So whoever's doing the homeschooling that day, because we swap it around. If you did it full time, you'd go insane. You'd you'd just you'd lose Evidently. your mind. But right. but, but uh, whereas I'm very measured and sane um, in my approach. No, no. But the way we do it yeah. is that whoever's the teacher, the other person is the principal for that day. So you play the role of principal, and and you come in and you you know pretend to know the kids' names and things like that occasionally. Um, and what? give them some treats. And it sounds and overly elaborate. It does. It's starting to sound like a weird sort of cult or something. There's not a priest role involved in this as well, is there? I mean, what... well, yeah, no. This is a strict Catholic school, uh, Andrew. <laughs> and place. the principal cane the children. Well, 
Um, you know, not legally, but yes, of course, that, that happens every day. How many principals have you had to move to another parish? Oh, yeah, we, we've had to, to move. I mean, you know, unfortunately because of the lockdown, it's been very hard to move on uh, irresponsible principals. But, yes, now, this is getting very dark and very weird. And um, it, Well, no, like, it, your, like your homeschooling situation. Yeah, I mean, it right. is dark and weird. If you're role-playing the parts of various different schools, like who's – is there a who's the sexy librarian? Have you got one of those in the house? Oh well, my we, I originally got one like six weeks ago, uh, but then my wife objected to that. So <laughs> had, to, had to get rid of her. This is really making me appreciate teachers and what they do. Like the idea of your children not going to you all day for guidance. I think that's a very good system. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Well, and I actually well, this is the whole thing about it though. Is that you've actually got to you got to perform as a teacher because there is a bit of a competition going on because what if you're not the best teacher in the school? You always want to be the favourite teacher, right? Mm. And yet you're competing directly with the person who also happens to be your partner. Oh. So you've got to, you've got to mix it up. You've got to be a little bit funnier than the, the other one. You've got to be the one who, you know, gives more treats and stuff like that if they do good work and <laughs> stuff like that. I did actually a little bit of market research because, you know, I thought, well, it's the end of the, the seven weeks. Mm. I should ask Hartley, who's my eldest son, he's 11 years old, you know, what he, what he thought of the time. Like, like who won? Was it me or was it his mum? So who's your favourite teacher, mum or me? It's got to go down to the day. If you are having a grumpy day and mum is also having a grumpy day, I'd much rather have mum. <laughs> Yeah, so, so there you go. So, so clearly the winner because you know I, I I didn't think I would have a grumpy day. So, so I I did ask. Um, so I just wanted to clarify there what happens on ungrumpy days. But if you were having an ungrumpy day and Mum was also having an ungrumpy day, it would lean more towards you. Yeah. See. So so that totally. That totally means that I, I win because I'm always charming and wonderful, as you know. Um, I don't I don't want to pop your bubble, but at the start of this segment, mm. it was pretty clear <laughs> that homeschool was a grump-inducing experience for you, Charles. I think that's the most grumpy I've ever heard you. There are also some disadvantages. There's some real disadvantages. I don't know whether you've noticed, guys, but I've been I've been slacking off for the last seven or eight weeks. Mm. I've, I've hardly done anything, yeah. and it's because homeschooling provides you with the perfect excuse to just not do any work because it's the it's the perfect thing. You just say, "Oh no, sorry, I can't make that meeting. I'm homeschooling that day." Oh no, sorry, I'm I, I you know I just can't literally do any work that day. I'm homeschooling. Yeah, everyone's saying mm. everyone's saying, "Oh, you can't tell I'm homeschooling." Why don't you tell everyone? that you're homeschooling your kids when you're not. I did. That's why I've been doing Yeah, that's why. No, but but from now on, why don't you say, well, look, we've, we like it so much. We've taken our kids out of school. We're keeping on homeschooling them. Yes. And that way not only will no one ever expect you to do anything, but we'll all, we'll all think you've become a religious nutter. And it's also a perfect excuse for me to be just grumpy the whole time. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. Now, Andrew Charles, as you know, for quite some time, Donald Trump has been touting this drug called hydroxychloroquine as a magic cure for COVID-19. And it is a magic cure for malaria and lupus. But for COVID-19, no proof at all that it works. You've heard about this, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, not not just 
touting it, but um, guzzling it, I understand. <laughs> well, that's true. This is what he said this week. It was quite a bombshell in a press conference. I happen to be taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. Right now, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I started taking it. I've heard a lot of good stories. He's heard a lot of good stories. What do you think these good stories might be, guys? <laughs> well, I mean, you do, don't you? You just... All I hear all day is people's good stories about taking hydroxychloroquine. That's what we're all talking about, isn't it? Yeah, there are storytelling nights, aren't there, that you can go to, the people who will share their, uh, share their joy that they've had on it. If he tuned to his favourite station, Fox News, he would have heard a story that wasn't quite so good. Here is a presenter by the name of Neil Cavuto. If you are in a risky population here and you are taking this as a preventative uh, treatment to ward off the virus... It will kill you. I cannot stress enough. This will kill you. Well, it's not all bad news then that he's taking the drug. I mean... Yeah, this is why I sort of... I can see only upside. Like, I have a feeling this drug may actually just cure the 2020 elections like by itself. Like, <laughs> it is the miracle cure we've been looking for. What else is he doing to, to protect himself? Is he, like, shooting himself in the head every night? I mean... What, what other measures or safety measures has he got in place here? That's a very good question. But, look, Trump is not worried at all. He thinks it's absolutely fine that he's taking this weird lupus drug. And if it's not good, I'll tell you right, I'm not going to get hurt by it. It's been around for 40 years. So the President of the United States says that, look, if a drug's been around for a while, it's fine. You can just take it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's completely safe. So based on that logic of the leader of the free world, what prescription drugs would you like to take? <laughs> Just any, any you like. Well, it's got to be OxyContin. Like if, I, if I'm allowed <laughs> to take a drug. It's been around know. for years, Charles. Yeah, it's it's fine. A, yeah. It's fine. Uh, but I'd go further than, than 40 years. I mean, why, why not, you know, drugs we've had for centuries? Why, we should all be on opium. I reckon that would get us through. <laughs> I've got a list here of the actual side effects of this drug from WebMD. Mm. I'm going to read them to you. I want you to know if you think he's experiencing any of them now that he's on this drug. Hair loss. Oh, hello. I can see that on Charles as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, true. true. Um, also, hunger. Hunger is very common. Well, he's known to stop into Macca's every so often, yeah, isn't he? That checks out. That was sudden weight gain, probably associated with the hunger. Has he had that? I, I haven't. I haven't seen a before and after shot of. of well, it's more Trump. permanent than sudden. Hmm. Yeah. What about swelling of the face? <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if that happens. That'll be surely really that's good. Lo- that happened long ago. What about muscle wasting? Really? Oh. Yeah, he's yeah. a strong man, isn't he? Except for the hands. I suppose, well, it could explain the hands. Mm. Okay, what about confusion? Yeah, uh, well, there you go. Yeah. God, he's definitely on this thing, isn't he? Difficulty reading. Yeah. <laughs> we mentioned that before. That one checks out too. All right, and I'm uh, one of these I'm making up. See if you can pick it. Yellowing skin. Yeah, well, that's the one you make it, mate. Is that the one you made up? It is absolutely true. Oh, wow. It causes what? yellowing skin. Oh. What about oh. bleached hair? No, it doesn't cause that. That's stupid. It's also on the list. That's true. Oh, my God. Bleaches your hair. What? We referred to this before. What about mental problems? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. 
<laughs> no. It's, it's just definitely true. Yeah. What about insane hatred of Barack Obama? <laughs> yep. I'd say that'd be one of the side effects. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. This show is sponsored by Australian Barley. We've got $200 million worth of the stuff that China won't buy, so we're having a bit of a barley sale on today. Half price, only $90 per metric tonne. Oh, what a bargain, Charles. What a bar- I love barley. Love it. It's, it's got to be one of my one of my favourite members of the grass family, I'd say. Oh, it's so versatile, isn't it, guys? If I had a herd of cattle... I'd be buying it up to feed them. I may even buy a herd of cattle just to take advantage of this special. Absolutely, Dommy. Dommy, oh, not just cattle, a brewery. If I owned a brewery, I'd be snapping up some some extra barley or a whiskey distillery. Absolutely. Absolutely. So get on the deal. Snap up some barley today. Remember to mention you heard about it on the Chaser Report. And getting quick, there's only 1.1 million metric tonnes of the stuff to get rid of. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. Now, Dommy Charles, uh, you know, you guys are parents like me. I don't know how you're going with explaining this whole coronavirus thing to your kids. Uh, Mm. You know, last week I battled through some children's books that have been released to try and help explain this uh, situation to our little ones. Coronavirus messaging for kids, it's a tricky one. Did you know that um, kids' musicians have also (laughs) leapt into the fray? (laughs) They have indeed, and they've got some coronavirus songs especially for kids. Uh, so oh, I thought right. we'd take a look, look at them. Yeah, isn't that good news? Uh, you know, yeah. I'm sure you didn't have enough children's songs Just in your to life. to add to the suffering in the world right now. That's right. Well, let's begin with the big name, uh, the Wiggles. Uh, Dommy, what, do you want to take a guess at the title of the new Wiggles song about the coronavirus? Well, if they're looking back at the origins, how about Old MacDonald Ate a Farm? <laughs> A lovely story about a pangolin and <laughs> not a bad, yeah. not a bad guess, uh, but not correct. However, Charles, do you want to try Wiggles' song about the coronavirus? Well, uh, I don't know. I was, was going to say hot corona. You know, if it'll be like hot hot bat soup, hot bat. No, I'm terrible. I don't know. Oh, not a bad guess. Well, no, look, actually, the the new Wiggles song is. Oh, it's actually not as metaphorical as you as you might think. Uh, the new Wiggles song is called this. <laughs> Social distancing is the title of the song, and of course, it is about Emma's attempts to socially distance herself from Lockie. There are two words that preschools definitely understand social and distancing. Well done, Emma. What was the line at the end? Oh, the line at the end, I think it's uh, what was it? Um, stay at home to save the world, keeping safe all the oh. boys and girls, or something like that. Oh, okay, right. Something like that. Look, look. Anyway, I should be more familiar with it because I'm very familiar with the uh, the Wiggles songbook. And is this is this going to enter the canon for uh, for the Wiggles, Andrew? Is this? Well, it is canonical. I mean, it's mm, perfor- written yes. performed by the Wiggles, Charles. It's now part of the official Wiggles history. I reckon they'll be opening their their gigs to the um <laughs> to the hundred people that Scott Morrison thinks are going to be packing theatres by July. They'll be. <laughs> They'll, they'll be opening right. the social distancing, I reckon. Well, it's funny you should say that about the canon, though, because I noticed, and only a dad would notice this, which is why I want to put the question to you guys. This song is almost identical to an existing Wiggle song, which is also about science, except with different words. Charles, do you want to do you want to take a guess? Which branch of science is the older Wiggle song about? Uh, I don't know. Is it uh, is it medical science? Maybe. 
Uh, close, Tommy. Tommy, the, the the original Wiggles. I was thinking medical science. I was thinking intensive care medicine and wake up Jeff. Doctors, doctors, we can't wake Jeff up. Well, no. Let's let's hear it. Um, I don't know if you can remember social distancing. Social distancing. Well, the older Wiggles science song is, of course, this classic. <laughs> Meteorology. Look, my kids were very big fans of the Wiggles for many years, mm. and we never got deep enough into the catalogue to hear meteorology. Really? Like, I think that was an unfair question, Andrew. Like, they, sh- they should have adapted a classic, like maybe Toot Toot Chugga Chugga Big, big Red Ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they. Uh, look, Charles, I, I'm surprised your kids don't want to be meteorologists when they grow up because of that. Uh, mm. Look, admittedly, that is a deep cut. It's pr- it's not one of the singles. <laughs> now, the Wiggles, they're not the only kids' musicians making virus awareness songs. And one of the most mm. infectious virus tracks, I guess I could say, comes from the artist Dee Dee and Friends. Goes like this. Oh, no, oh, no, virus, go, go. Question for you, Charles. Virus is what? Can you tell me? What, what's the next uh, part of the song? Can you tell me? Virus, emergency, virus is what? It's something you can't see or something? Oh, not on? bad, not bad. I mean, you've got to think this, these songs are designed to sort of, you know, calm children down and just make mm. them feel that oh. everything's going to be okay. So, Dom, what do, you, what do you think? I'm thinking virus is created in a top-secret CIA lab. Oh, that wouldn't be very comforting for kids. Um, let, let's let's just hear what the rest of the, the clip is to make your kids feel better about the whole thing. Emergency virus is attacking. It's attacking. Oh. <laughs> right. So that's a good one to play for your kids if they're a little bit worried. Now, moving genres now, and a, a pair of doctors have released, of course they have in America, they, of course they've released a coronavirus rap. Now, check it out. Droplets spread, they can go in your eyes, reach your ears, or your mouth from outside. Be careful what you touch, because it may not be clean, sanitized, or handled. your screens, if you see someone cough, and it's good to stay away. Yeah, so the virus doesn't come your way. Those who get sick can wear a mask, it's easy to do. And if you need one. So, a uh, question for you, Dom and Charles, while, you, while you're rapping. If you need a mask, then what? You're fucked because Donald Trump's in charge of the supply chain. There are no masks. They're screwed. They're all going to die. That's the kind of thing a rapper would say, I suppose, isn't it? Charles, what do you reckon the rappers are going to advise? If you need a mask, just ask, surely. Hey, let's reveal the answer. Those who get sick can wear a mask. It's easy to do. And if you need one, just ask. Yeah, Charles Firth. Trump said that. Just ask. Yeah, they say COVID 19 affects the brain, and I think those doctors have, have got it. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. Okay, now, guys, uh, we've got a very special guest uh, on the phone line. Uh, Andrew and Dom have both been complaining uh, enormously about what it's like to have little kids while under lockdown. So I thought we should get Zoe Norton Lodge uh, to join us. Zoe, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so you, you've got a baby under lockdown. What, what is that like? Like, you know, like Dom and Andrew have just been complaining incessantly about, you know, oh, how terrible it is to look after their little toddlers or whatever. How, how old is <laughs> your baby? Uh, he's 15 weeks. Ooh. And so basically he only knows life under lockdown. Yeah, he does. He literally only knows life under lockdown. So when he was born, he was actually in personal lockdown because he'd been in the 
little baby ICU for a little while. He's totally fine now. But because of that, he was in baby lockdown for the first six weeks. And then, um, so he hadn't seen anyone. He hadn't, um, you know, really had cuddles with people. And then his deadline was up. And literally the next day, we all went into lockdown. So he's he's literally emerging from lockdown for the first time now. So he's probably going to be, you know, a mess, totally unsocialized. You know, no idea. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll find out the hard way. And and so what's it been like? Well, look, I also have a two-year-old at home. So it's been quite wild. But I think that the decision to have sort of babies just shy of two years apart is so mad that adding a pandemic to it, I'm not sure what difference it made. <laughs> it's sort of like, um, you know, we were sort of prepared for it to be completely insane. I mean, lucky... I have incredibly low standards as a parent to begin with. You know, you've seen people being like, oh, don't worry about if you're watching a bit more TV or they're eating a bit more crap. Like, don't don't be too hard on yourself. And I'm like, oh, no, I shouldn't take that advice because I'm so bad already. Like, one of my kid Rue's um, catchphrases at the moment is, mum, off TV, off. Oh, okay. Are you sure you don't want to watch another Sarah and Doc? He's like, off TV. And I found him, I was about to throw away a, like, a cardboard box um, that some stuff had come in, and he was like, "No, Mama, this make beautiful road." And he unassembled the box and made it like it had bends and dips in it and a tunnel. And he made himself like a little thing to play with, and he played with it for an hour. And I was like, "Look, I'm dreadful, but he's quite resilient." I realised the other day that my my two year old knows every one of the seventy episodes of Bluey. Like you scroll through the menu and she, she knows the titles from the little photo. That's how bad a parent I've been of my two-year-old during lockdown. No, no, Tom. The thing is that's bluey. Like that's nutritional. Like we try with bluey, but we wind up with, you know, like cars. Like this is, oh, God, I don't even know what it's called. It's like a show that involves cars that are also dinosaurs. <laughs> It's like the most boyish, <laughs> terrible show. thing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, there is. You've got you've got girls. You don't understand, yeah. guys. You don't understand. You're not, like, you're not showing your showing your kid what? the cars that ate Paris, are you? The Peter Weir film. <laughs> That'll be next. I tried Herbie actually. Tell you what, it didn't age well. I thought it was going to be a real treat. It was shit. What's wrong with it? Okay, to be fair, he's two, and I've got zero interest in cars, and it was a weird 80s film, so I think it was a bad choice all round. Like, it didn't work for our family, so maybe I'm being a bit harsh on it, but um, it didn't go down particularly well. Well, thank you very much, Zoe. Um, I think you've put us all at ease and made us feel like um, we're, we're much better parents than you, so um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, look, um, anytime you want to feel better about... Um, we, we didn't even talk about my drinking, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, time. I know. Yeah, we're going to get you back. So, Next yeah. time. <laughs> the Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. One of the great things about having a trade war with China is that we get to keep all the stuff that they refuse to buy from us. Oh, exactly. It's a it's a bonanza. It's fantastic. Like, for example, um, Australia now has 1.1 million metric tonnes of barley that China won't buy. Oh, that is such great news. If I owned a cattle ranch or an industrial bakery or major brewery or a barley sugar plant, I'd be so happy right now. So check out Australian Barley today at discountbarley.com.au slash chaser report and we'll send you 20 metric tonnes of barley absolutely free. Great offer. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. Okay, well, we're almost at the end of the show, but... Oh, wait a minute. 
There's breaking news no. from Rebecca Dayanumino in the Chaser newsroom. Again, this, what, the sixth episode in a row? Yes. Why does the news always break at this point in the podcast? Just, How can it be? It's just incredible. Rebecca, what's going on? New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has doubled down on her campaign to promote tourism between New Zealand and Australia, declaring that it came with huge advantages that would see both our economies boom. A spokesperson for Scott Morrison said he is waiting to find out what the hell she said before he responds to her comments. Back to you. Oh, well, that's, that is amazing breaking news. Thank you very much. Now, check us out on chaser.com.au. Uh, remember to subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. And please subscribe to us in the Apple Music app or the Apple Podcast app, whatever it is, the Apple one, because that's the only metric that matters, apparently. Mm, usually, usually podcasts. I find the podcast apps much better for podcasts um, and the music app I find less less good for podcasts or, or, um, or indeed any other thing. Music's good for music. Anyway, we're going to leave you now with a very special preview for an ad for the Albanese. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Are you sick of opposition leaders that just oppose, oppose, oppose? No. Why not try the Albanese? The what? The Albanese. It's a whole new way of being opposition leader where you don't oppose anything whatsoever. What? Foreign relations. The Coalition and Labor have been at one. We have had the same position on these matters. Trade. We've also supported the Australian government taking... Uh, China over this issue to the WTO. But what about coal, I hear you ask? Scott Morrison loves his coal, but only an Albanese can link it to national pride. Uh, Much of our coal is much better quality uh, than is available from the alternative. But hang on, I hear you say. What about a core labour issue, like JobSeeker? Yeah. Surely Albanese thinks it should be set at a level where people have enough to live on. You'd think. Well, we need to to give people enough to live on. Oh, great. What a relief. Not so fast. Why not ask him whether he supports that level? Now, I I don't think it should be kept at the level where it is. Oh. The Albanese, an opposition leader so opposed to opposing... You won't even notice he's there. Sorry, who was it again? No one would object to that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.